We have much to be grateful for this morning, much to praise the Lord for. Amen. Well, I'll just have a praise this morning that's uh, earlier this week, and you know how the Bible school operates, and I guess how any, any work of the Lord operates. We are reliant on Him. And there was a conversation, and uh, one of the uh, things mentioned was the need for funds. And they said, well, we need this much to pay the teachers, and we need this much to be totally, I mean, to be, uh, have all the bills paid. And so, you know, how it is, it's, it's, you are just going by faith. And um, Sister Hamilton, Libby, comes in the other day, and she hands me my check. You know, and I hadn't even thought about it. I, I'm, you know, when you're called in God, into God's service, you do what God asks you to do. And she comes in with the check, and I was like, oh, well, we must have got money in. And she said, we got twice what we needed to pay the teachers. That's half of what we need to have everything covered. But God gave us twice as much as we needed to cover the teachers on a start of what we need to have all the bills paid. And, you know, and sometimes you just, I don't think about those things. That's not my concern, not my worry. Um, I just go there to try to do what I can. But I know there's some that are really praying or really earnest. Lord, we need to get these bills paid. And I thank the Lord that he can just do it. You know that he just does it. He just takes care of us. If we're in the place where he wants us to be, he just takes care of us. And I just thank the Lord for that. I praise him. I told my wife, and she just almost, she said, I almost want to just shout. Now, I don't know why she didn't just do it, but that's what she said. And it was just one of those moments where, you know, again, for me, it was just, I just saw the Lord take, you know, just take control of the situation and answer prayer. But for her, it was just, here we go again. God is just answering prayer. And I appreciate that, and I appreciate him so much. Amen. We're all hearts clear this morning. I don't want to cut anybody off. hearts are clear. I believe at this time we have a special by Alex and Lorinda and Jimmy. That's extra special.
if you were at the live nativity last night, uh, you heard this song. So if you weren't, here's a surprise. <laughs> Have you ever woke up in the morning and breathed a sigh of relief and said, you know, I don't have anything to do this morning. I can just get up, I can sleep in, get up, and just enjoy my cup of coffee and the silence of the house before everybody else wakes up, and then we can get on with our daily routine. I thought that's how today was going to go until I looked at my phone and saw a text from a certain pastor said he wasn't going to make it. Would you be willing? Um, sure. <laughs> Why not? I try to always, when I can, I've told the Lord, I said, when I can, I will try to say yes, even though I don't feel prepared or ready. So just that is my disclaimer. I feel neither prepared nor ready, but I'm here. And I trust the Lord to do the rest. Always be prepared. We're going to be looking over at Luke chapter 2. That should be no surprise. Um, 
Jimmy caught me earlier and said, oh, I'm sure you have a canned sermon somewhere. Well, I had one that the Lord's kind of been on, putting on my heart, but it had nothing to do with Christmas. And it probably just wouldn't have set well at this time of the year. So, uh, no, I didn't have a canned sermon, so I've just kind of taken, in fact, here's my notes. So there you go. That's, that's what I have this morning. We'll see what I can do with that. Or what God can do with that, right? Little as much. All right, so that's what we're going to do. Luke chapter 2, we're going to be starting with uh, verse 21. So if you would, why don't you stand while I read. Um, all you have to do is listen and follow along, and I'll do the reading. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of our purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. A light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. We're going to stop there. Bow our heads for a word of prayer, dear Heavenly Father. We do thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, this day for thy salvation. We thank you, Lord God, that, Lord, we might not have seen, but God, we know and we felt. Lord, we are partakers of, Lord, the plan of salvation even now that, Lord, you've called each and every one of us to be a part in that plan. We pray that you would help us this morning, help your word to pierce our hearts, and us, that your way would be with us, Lord, that you would help us to understand the message for each one individually. We pray in thy name. Amen. You may be seated. This morning we're going to look at Simeon, and I'm not sure where uh, Pastor Morford was going to go with his um, series here. I don't know. I hope I'm not stepping on his toes, but if I am, that's fine. He'll get over it, I'm sure. Besides, I'm sure there's a lot more that he can put in there than I will this morning. We're just going to kind of skim through a little bit. Looking at Simeon. Now, they say you can't choose your family. Well, God did. I could only imagine there as we look in, in God and, and Jesus and Christ and the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, they're looking down, planning out the great plan of salvation. And we look at Mary and Joseph a lot. And because they're the prime, we might say, uh, Characters in the story, they are the two main ones we think of the most, and we think of the wise men, and we think of the shepherds, and we think of these different players 
in the story, the narrative that God uh, has prepared for us. And I can only imagine as Jesus and God the Father are sitting there, and they're looking around at the ones that might be uh, available to be the parents of Christ. The conversation, I wonder, as they were going down the list of candidates, perhaps, seeing Joseph, a man humble, probably unsure, but yet something about his character that God approved of. And we see Mary, a scared young girl, but again, with some metal beneath that, that character, some resiliency, some strength. Because who could stand there and watch their own son be crucified and still understand that God's in control and still have the hope of the future, the hope of the resurrection? It takes a special person. And Joseph, knowing that he is to raise the child, but not really the father, but yet still loving enough to do all that he can to train up this child, not only to be a carpenter, but to be the very servant of God. You see, God, as we, we look at this narrative, this uh, tapestry, you might say, of the different characters, it didn't stop at Mary and Joseph. But God surrounded Jesus with people of character, with people of substance. Ravi Zacharias has a book. It's called The Grand Weaver, and it talks about um, the traditional wedding garment, the sari, that uh, the bride will wear and how the, father, um, the father-in-law will go, and he designs this. He sees this in his head, and the son is actually the one doing the weaving, but the father calls out the commands. And we see kind of that same similarity here. The father is there. He sees the ultimate picture, and the son is the one doing the weaving. And we, that brings us to Simeon. Simeon here, I could only imagine, you know, we, as I mentioned, we talk about Jesus or we talk about Mary and Joseph a lot, but you know, Simeon was planned out before Mary and Joseph were. He was already there. He was being developed. His character was being established because it says that Simeon was just and devout. We don't know much about Simeon except for what it tells us here. I've kind of looked at some different commentaries and they say we really don't know. Some think it might be this person. Some think he might be related here. But we don't know. But what the Bible tells us, it says there was a man and his name was Simeon. There was a man and his name was Simeon. That should give us pause right there. If we were to be described, those of us who are men in the congregation here, would we be described like that? There was a man, his name was Alex, or Dean, or Jimmy, or Doyle. There was a man. Can God put us in that position right there that, no, we, we look and we know the Jewish were, uh, Jews were very... Um, familiar with their culture, and how not culture, but their lineage. It's not about the lineage. 
there was a man who had the character to outshine the others of the name of Simeon. It wasn't about the name. It wasn't about the family. It was about the man. And God established this. And God, knowing that Simeon was um, looking to him, and he was, says it was full of the Holy Ghost, and then the, the Holy Spirit uh, let him know that he would not die until he saw the Christ. And Simeon was living with that hope. Going through his daily routine, coming uh, into the temple or going to and fro with the hope that one day he would see the Christ. Not just the hope, but the knowledge that God put there, he would see the Christ. But every day his hope, no doubt, was perhaps today, perhaps today, I might see the Christ. Being prepared every day. This season, as I've mentioned already, gets so busy. And some of us are just looking toward the day when it's forward, toward the day when it's over. That day after Christmas, when everything's done and we can kind of relax because it's all over. But are we still looking with the hope of today? What is God's plan today? What is the revealing that God's going to show me today? What will it be? Now, I say that. I know. I understand. That's a hard thing sometimes. Because there are days when I wake up, especially around this time of year, it's just, okay, little increments, hour by hour. If I can just get to lunch, and then I can just get to, you know, we just set these little goals for ourselves. Uh, somebody mentioned the other day that's how the, uh, the SEALs, the Navy SEALs, uh, talk or the Marines talk about uh, getting through a trial, a situation, micro goals, just an hour at a time. And sometimes that's exactly how we do these things. But as we're saying, Lord, can you just help me get through this next hour? But maybe, Lord, can you help me just be hopeful in you this next hour? Can I just, Lord, can I give my all for you this next hour? Help me, encourage me, strengthen me. I think that's probably kind of maybe how Simeon was. It was just somebody who God revealed, you're not going to die until you see Christ. This is the hope that I've given to you. And that's what he was carrying in his heart. And he was led by the Spirit, led by the Holy Ghost that day to go and see the child. It always marvels, as, I, as we read through this story here, that we remember when Mary um, came to her cousin's house, and there was that, that, that jump of joy within her womb of, of the Spirit, of meeting with the Spirit, Jesus and John the Baptist, as they came into proximity, there was that feeling of joy. And we, I almost wonder if it's that same thing as Simeon got close to Jesus. There was just a knowledge. There was something within his heart that just welled up. I believe it was. And I think that's something that we share, is that when we can come to church and worship, really worship in Christ, that we can have that unity. And there's something within our own uh, heart that is just warm, and God gives us that, that joy and that hope. I just it marvels how God just works within the human heart. And Simeon, being a man holding the child, and here he is, what he's been waiting for. This is actually God's promise right here. 
And what did he say? <laughs> he just says, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace. I'm done. I have accomplished that goal that I've set out for. I've held out. You've told me I wouldn't die until I saw you, until I saw the Christ. I've seen the Christ. Lord, I'm ready. I know your promise is real. I know what you say is true. And Lord, it can't get any better than this. I think that's what he was thinking. It just can't get any better. Now, obviously, he didn't just, the Lord didn't just take him away right then. So he was still had something to do. And he had, he talked to the parents there and he, he told them what was going to happen. And I almost wonder here as uh, I was thinking about the line and how God was preparing Christ. Here it is. We see a little bit about Simeon. We see uh, his own nature and his love of God. And we see the different, uh, if we would look at Anna, we're not going to, but she was there. And again, the parents, Mary and Joseph, will see her and interact with her. Another woman whose entire life has been devoted to God. And there's an example there for us to follow. Who did God put in place to be around Christ? I don't think, I almost wonder, I don't think it was just maybe one time, we don't know, but this is my own imagining that perhaps uh, Mary and Joseph were able to communicate with Simeon again at some other time. Maybe Simeon checked in. I don't know. But what about the other family? You think John the Baptist? You think John when he was uh, young? We know that Jesus at 12 years old was preaching in the temple. What about John? What do you think the conversations between Jesus and John might have been as they're playing out there in the fields? I don't know. But what I do know is I see God's hand all around Christ, all around the people that will touch his life molding him and shaping him. Remember, at this point, he was human. He was still God, but he was also human. I was thinking as we had the baby dedication, and probably some of the, there are a couple of dedications that I remember, some of the best services and where I felt the Lord's touch so strongly was at, the baby, at a baby dedication and the charges that we have to help shape and mold the child. You know, that's a big trust right there, too, that the parents would allow the church to help shape and mold their own child. And yet, that's what we're called to do, too. As God knew Jesus, his son would be on earth he put in place the ones around him that would mold him to be the man he was meant to be. Remember, there was times when Jesus was tempted. And we, we, can, we can't really grasp the full scope, at least I can't, of being God and man. But no doubt, there were some of those influences that helped him to stand when he needed to. Perhaps Mary, as Jesus was growing up, reminded him of the time that they met Simeon in the temple and the time that there was a man that waited and waited and waited on a promise from God. And Jesus was that promise. And I could only in my own imagination perhaps think that even Christ would be like, yes, I'm aware of Simeon. I watched him grow and he got to watch me grow. 
I could only imagine. I, I don't know. And maybe someday when I get to heaven, I'll be able to talk about this, find some of this out. I don't, under, I don't know. But what I'm saying this morning is that God isn't worried about just the now, but he's been worried about the past and bringing up the future. He's interested right now in how you're shaping the others you come in contact with. He's interested in how you react with people when you go to Walmart and maybe you're grumpy and you don't want to talk to people. That's me. <laughs> there are times when you go into Walmart and you, you kind of put on that face and you all know what that face is. That face is basically, don't talk to me. I'm here for business only. But what about the person on the other side that's had the hard day and they need some hope? And here we should be the ambassadors of that hope, not the grumpy-faced Christian. Imagine if Simeon would have decided to wake up that woke up that day and made the choice to be grumpy, and said, "Lord, I know you said that I'm not going to die until I see the child, but maybe not today. How about tomorrow?" But it didn't happen because he had the hope, and he said, "Lord, perhaps today." Perhaps today. Well, I told you I didn't have a whole lot this morning, but I want to leave you with the fact that God is interested in the right now. He's interested in you right now because right now you're going to be shaping the future. There was a woman by the name of Ms. Cartwright, some of you might know that, and it didn't give her uh, first name, but she was the wife of the famous preacher. And she was in a church service towards the latter part of her life, and she stood up to testify. And her testimony was this, I'm waiting for the chariot. I'm waiting for the chariot. After that, she sat down and the service kind of commenced and they went through. And as they stood to dismiss, everyone stood except for Miss Cartwright. And the pastor looked at her and made the announcement, the chariot has arrived. Her last moment that she had on earth, her last testimony was that I'm waiting for the chariot. I have that hope in Christ and the hope was realized we can realize it but we just have to hang on this morning we have to hang on Amen. why don't we stand as we dismiss this morning brother Alex if you dismiss this place